are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. My name is Mike Hearn, as you already know, and... Today, um, in the presence of greatness, I think, I think this is a really cool episode and, and something that, um, you know, most people don't get to, to see some, some of the things and speak to some of the people, uh, like our guest today, um, Kaleo McClay. Thanks for coming on. This yeah, is, uh, for sure. this is awesome. So, uh, you have, uh, medals, mm-hmm. um, silver and gold, yep. right? Mm-hmm. For, um, Sit down volleyball. Yeah, for the Paralympic Games. Paralympic Games. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's freaking amazing. Like, <laughs> Thanks. I mean, you know, you, you see, like, I don't even know what the percentage of athletes are that get to that level, but I know that obviously they're not. There's not that many. Mm-hmm. And then to to win, right? You know, yeah. getting there is amazing. And then to win or to come second, or, you know, whatever it is, it, it's it's a fantastic achievement. So yeah. congrats on that Thank first. Um, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Before we get into the whole story of, you know, where did it all start? Like, so, so you, obviously you're born and raised here, right? Edmond, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, where did you go to high school? I went to Santa Fe, Santa Fe High School. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I graduated in 2014. Mm-hmm. So. And you have a uh, family? Yeah. Brothers, sisters? Yeah, I have um, my mom. She lives here. Um, my dad as well. And I have a sister. Her name's Kui. Um, and then I have an older brother and another older sister. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Kui went to Santa Fe as well. Okay. And family always from Oklahoma or are they from Oklahoma? No, so my dad is from Hawaii. Okay. Um, and my mom and my dad met in Hawaii and then moved here whenever we were going to, I mean, we were born and started yeah. school and wanted to raise us here around family, around my mom's family. So. Do yeah. you wish that you'd have stayed in, mom would have stayed, dad would have stayed in Hawaii? Uh, I don't know. I think there's, there's good about both places. Luckily, we got to go back a lot, which was really fun. But I actually really enjoyed being raised here really yeah yeah, yeah. i mean hawaii in here i've had friends who have, have been stationed at hawaii and like mm-hmm. they didn't enjoy it because like they just like felt like they were stuck right yeah but i'm like it's hawaii yeah you know? like, <laughs> yeah it's definitely the perspective yeah i think so uh, do you do you surf um i have before i would not call myself like a surfer right but yeah cool so where did um you know like the idea or opportunity of sit down volleyball come in to you know just when did it ever become a possibility yeah i think that's actually one of the reasons why i'm like really thankful i'm from oklahoma um because with sitting volleyball our team transitioned from um, one head coach to another after beijing um so in 2008 our we got a new head coach um, and his name's Bill Hameter, and he's from Oklahoma. So he actually transitioned the team into being stationed in Oklahoma City um, with UCO is actually where we're located in our main um, place for residency. So really the opportunity came from me being a part of uh, Oklahoma clubs. So there's a club in Oklahoma called Oklahoma Peak Performance, and I started playing standing for them um, whenever I was 10. And the coach knew, our coach knew I was born with clubfoot, um, which is just a deformity that I was born with, um, where my foot basically looked like a club. And then like eight months old, I had a surgery and a mm-hmm. reconstructive surgery. So really all I'm missing now is my calf muscle. Um, so it just affected my standing game. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you have to write it on papers of surgeries. So it was very known right. um, throughout the club. And then our coach wanted me to start training. So I was 12 whenever I started training for the team. Um, We have a program called A2, so it's kind of like our um, feed-in program um, or a tryout, if you want to call it that. Um, But, yeah, so I went into the A2 program, and then in 2010 was my first tournament. So I was 14, um, which is why my number is 14. Oh, cool. Um, But, yeah. So that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. So it's not like you had, like, you know, a lot of time in standing volleyball the whole time and then had to make this huge jump into sitting down, right? You yeah. Were, it was like you were kind of at a young age anyway, so it was good that you have that basis. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it must be hard for people to deal with, right? Like, 
not being able to you know sit down it's not easy yeah you know but like i've watched it and it's extremely competitive yeah um that's really cool so then obviously you progressed through the clubs and and got to a level where you were knocking on the door for team usa and yeah how, how was that whole process of like do you remember the day that you got selected for is it like a camp thing like how do they do all um that yeah so they um select you to go to camps it was a little different earlier on because um the sport's still growing which is really exciting mm-hmm. but um i at the initial point um it was uh we I went to a couple camps with the team and then we um got to continuing practicing on um in our team camps. So then fast forward really two years later, that's really whenever I was selected was whenever I got my roster spot on the team to go to Worlds in two thousand ten. Yeah. But Wait, where was that? Here. Oh, it was here? Yeah. No, in Oklahoma in as Oklahoma, well? In Oklahoma, yeah. It was at UCO. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's the first big tournament is at home and you have all your family there mm-hmm. and, and that's really cool. Yeah. So I, it was a fun, a fun time. Yeah. And do you guys, you guys win that one? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. sorry. No? We got second, but we won our bid okay. to um, uh, London. So that was the, that's the only tournament we have yet to win is Worlds. Okay. So we actually lost to Russia this past year. Right. Um, at Worlds. So Worlds is kind of like a regionals to get to. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's halfway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you've won Olympic gold, Olympic silver, and never won Worlds. Yep. Let's just keep that going so you can just win yeah, more gold medals, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you're eligible to go to re- uh, sorry to the London Games mm-hmm. 2012. Um, that was a cool moment. Really? I remember that. Um, Where were you? Well, I was actually in my car um, mm. with my, well, I was in my mom's car because um, I was yet to be 16. Yeah. Um, but our coach was doing the calls and of people who made the roster. And I was in the car with my mom, my sister and my dad, which was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my coach called me and he was like, Cleo, I have some exciting news. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. And he was like, I just wanted to ask you if you wanted to go to the London Paralympic Games. It's like why would you even ask that's such a silly question exactly yeah yeah but yeah and it was a surreal moment i obviously cried i'm about to start crying now right um yeah with my mom and my sister and my dad all in the car and yeah it was a big deal yeah so you how old you at this point um i would have been 15 okay yeah like I mean, who wouldn't be at any any age? You're going to be emotional about getting a phone call saying, "Hey, would you like to go to the Olympic, you know, Paralympic Games?" Like yeah. it's a huge achievement and yeah. like the peak of your sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wow, what was that like then? Training and then getting everybody together and then finally making that flight. Yeah, um, I mean, at that point, I was really like a, a practice player type player. Um, so I was. There were three setters at the time, which is my position. Mm-hmm. And I was helping train. It was it was also fun um, because I wasn't necessarily a starter at that point, but I was still training hard. Um, I was able to be one of the youngest player on the team at the time and um, bring this fresh, fun attitude. Right. Um, but yeah, it was it was different. I think looking back on it now, one of the most exciting times of my life. Um, and to have happened so young is really exciting too. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you the youngest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, I'm not anymore. Right. What What's the age range? Well, what was the age range on that team? Um, I was in London. I was 16, and I think our oldest was 34. So, so quite diverse age then yeah. for, for like an Olympic team. Yeah. Right. Because most you know your athletes are they're peaking early and that's kind mm-hmm. of their season and they're done, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Wow, that must have been so cool. It was. Did your parents go with you? Um, my mom was able to go. Yeah. So my mom and I took some time in London, hung out, and had mm-hmm. a good time. And, yeah. Um, well, with the games, since you're in um, the village, mm-hmm. we didn't really have tons of time to do a lot because the tournament was um, we would play one day, practice one day, play one day, practice one day, play one day. So we really didn't get any time until afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um because the stadium's not in the city, is it? Like, London's huge, so it's not like it's quite a ways to yeah, get. Yeah, I think from the village to our stadium, I, I'm not, I don't remember the name, but yeah. um, our stadium was about, with traffic, like an hour and a half yeah. away from the village. So whenever we were playing, we were playing, and whenever we were at the village, we were at the village. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had fun. It was was it really cool to be out in the village and be around all, you know, other athletes? And What's that kind of... Yeah, well, as our sport, and I think... 
a lot of other sports would say this, is the only time, there are really about two times all of the sports get together. Um, so I didn't know really anyone from other sports because volleyball um, does Worlds together. Volleyball does Pan Ams together. So we are really okay. on our own. Um, and that was my first experience being with everyone. Um, our, all the U.S., all of the other teams. Um, and it was so cool. I It was so diverse, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different disabilities, which was really cool. Um, but just to see that community of... And I, it still makes me emotional, but seeing a community of athletes despite where you're from despite what your country believes in or whatever just to be able to come onto the same level of sport and respect each other at all levels and um that was really i think the best part of the games and same with rio um just that we can all come together Mm -hmm. and it all be about sport and it's such a special moment because after once you leave you go back to life and right. just normal life um and training and but in that i think it's like a two-week span in that two-week span all you're there for is volleyball and to support other sports and be a part of sport in general right um which is really cool did you get to spend a lot of time like um supporting other teams and going to see other teams play um sometimes we do it really just depends on um schedules um but at rio we were able to go see a couple different teams and it kind of depends on what's close to you Mm -hmm. um but in london i didn't really get the chance to go watch other teams play but that's all we did in the village was watch teams play on tv um and then like congratulate them when we got back and um but yeah what is it like walking out into the stadium with Team USA? Like, what's that feeling like? Yeah, I was so jittery because, I mean, just like a little 16-year-old yeah. ready to just go. Um, but it was so surreal because we do uh, like a walk around the court. Um, and so you just were like waving at the fans who were being mm-hmm. crazy and um it's it's like a moment you can't explain because you're like a a stadium filled with people. We were at a Thunder game last night, and mm-hmm. that's kind of and it wasn't even that full, but it's kind of that's how to the explain same feeling, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how do they do this every night? Like yeah. it was such a high and so exciting. But then once game time started and the lights turned on, um, that were just blaring on the court, um, it kind of just all disappeared and faded. Yeah. And it was exciting that this was what we were here to do and yeah you get in the moment and you, yeah. like i said you do what you've practiced and mm-hmm. trained for right you know yeah. you play your game and you kind of have to block out right I yeah mean, so we actually trained um we all thought it was silly but we trained with speakers in the gym yeah um of just cheers right just cause noise that's, yeah because yeah, that's all you hear so really being able to practice um listening to what's close to you and kind of tuning out everything else mm-hmm. um really helped at least for me because yeah, yeah. And then who did you guys lose to in the final? That, China. That, yeah. China. So China, um, our coach did, it wasn't a TED Talk, but it was kind of like that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and he called it Chasing the Giant. Mm-hmm. And really for from Athens, Beijing, and then in London, we had always lost to China. They were our main competition. They had a lot of really great players, and um, they were really um, paving the way for the game from then that point in time so it was exciting but very difficult so we played them in um pool play Mm -hmm. and then we played them in the finals um and we lost i'm pretty sure it was in four i'm blanking but um that game my coach put me in i had only played in two two games in the tournament um and he came up to me i think we were we were losing by like three or four and he came over to me and he was like, you can do this. Yeah. I was like, why? Why, <laughs> why me? me? Why <laughs> me? Um, but I was so humbled and honored to get in the game. And yeah. That he trusted me to go play. It was really exciting. Yeah, because I think you'd, like, going all that way, right, and only playing a little bit, you'd still would have, not that you would have, like, been mad at your coach or had any, like, uh, you know, kind of, mm-hmm feelings like that but like you want to play you that's what yeah. you're there for right yeah. and you're not flying halfway around the world 
you know, not to play, right? Mm -hmm. So that must have been such a cool experience. It really was. I, well, really going into it, I tried to have no expectation Mm -hmm. because I didn't really want to be let down or, and I just want to be there for my team um, because uh, that's what I would have wanted. If I was a starter, I would have wanted someone to want to be there with me um, and cheer us on. So I really took that as my role during London is to be there for practice and to cheer my team on and be, I, what I could and um, to be put in the game was unreal yeah and especially like volleyball is a sport like even if you're not in the game the entire team is on the sideline on their feet screaming their head off yeah. right there's yeah. not many sports that are like that yeah you know so that must be really cool because you are a real team atmosphere and you're always cheering each other on so that must have been it just comes natural to you right yeah. when you're over there um, so you get silver in London and then you come back and you have you know full schedule to prepare and mm-hmm. you know like you're kind of getting I guess into like not like a regular but you kind of feel like you can control this right yeah, like you don't feel a rookie anymore yeah, yeah? yeah so what was that next four years like do you play the full schedule those next four years leading up and obviously was the expectation to go to Rio like in the back of your mind yeah it had always been um go for gold is, mm-hmm. was really the the thing that was in our mind right after we lost we we're like okay we have four years what what can we do in four years to change this outcome mm-hmm. um and i was able to go back into training and um so two of those years i was still in high school so i was still playing standing and i really just started training more um but I I think there was a switch on the team. Um, our coach decided just to do something different in lineup changes. And after London, a couple players had left um, and retired. So I was given the opportunity to run a 5-1, which is me setting, okay. um, which was so cool. And I was still so young to be given a role like that. Um, but our coach gave me four years like four years and yeah you can train like this and we'll train like this and um and then rio came yeah but i think that that season was it was the chasing the giant season mm-hmm. it was the the season where we um were able to evaluate ourselves and look at ourselves of what what can we do what how can we change our offense to um not play like china but to play our own game, which inevitably could be greater than China. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really taking time to reevaluate our game and do some things on offensive side and defensive side. Um, and it was it was hard at b- the beginning because we literally changed everything to because we're sitting volleyball. Obviously, yeah. your body has to be positioned in different ways to be able to move. Um, so we even we changed everything, even back down to just how we moved on the ground. Um, to how we blocked, to how we set, to where we set, and um, yeah, it was good. And we we learned how to play our game. And um, even though this is how China played, like this isn't how we're gonna mm-hmm. play. We're gonna play different. Yeah. And um, I mean, it really. Yeah, because like during those, so basically use those four years as practice, right? Every yeah. competition you play in is just practice mm-hmm. leading up to Rio. Uh, and I'm looking at your bio here and. You guys did pretty well those four years, didn't you? Like, yeah. there's a lot of gold medals in there. There's a lot of silver medals, or gold medals, winning. And then you had, was it 2014? You had, uh, oh, player of the year. Player of the year, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that like to have that? I think it was just a, a token of being told like you're doing a good job, yeah. um, which is Im- important for me because really, whenever you train for four years. Um, there are only a couple tournaments in the middle. So being mm-hmm. able to be that and be named player of the year yeah, was, I think, just a a humbling, another humbling little token mm-hmm. of thank you for yeah. what you've done. Because um, you were two years into your training, right? Yeah. So you're on the right track. You're, you're going the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you're training in Oklahoma. You know, this is home. You have all your friends around you. Yeah. And really the four years are you have blinders on because you only see teams maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your blinders on. You're being able to focus on what you're doing, how we're going to play. Um, and it was, yeah, it was cool, I think, to be named player of the year. I 
I'm just like smiling because yeah. I'm just thinking back on right. it. I don't think about it very often. Yeah. But it, it uh, cool. So you're going through this whole, through those whole four years of training, right? Mm -hmm. You graduate uh, high school. Yeah. Did you go to university? No, I actually decided to, well, I did. I it initially started as an internship here at mm -hmm. Churchill Harvest, um, and then it became Youth America College. So I did an internship one year, and then it transitioned to college the second year. So technically, technically. I did, right. but um, I didn't go play at college. I decided, yeah. I made the choice to stay here and um, and train and be a part of the church. And mm -hmm. What's your training schedule like? Yeah, so we train every morning. Yeah. Um, typically from seven or six forty-five till about ten thirty, um, and then we do camps once a month. So the camps look like basically two to three a days for uh, three to four days, mm -hmm. um, which is exciting because that's the only time we see the whole team. So the whole team comes in once a month and trains gotcha. here. Um, right, because everyone's schedule is different, right? Yeah, so you kind yeah, of just we're come in, come US. and go whenever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That must be so hard as well. Because like your, your team, they're working full time, right? They yeah. have other lives and other jobs outside of playing, yeah. you know, their sport. And to yeah, to come together once a month is really cool. I'm sure to get that time with people. Yeah, and I think it helps you trust your team mm -hmm. um, because if they aren't doing what they need to at home, then they'll come to camp and not be prepared. Yeah. So there's a lot of trust and it has taught us to trust each other and trust our teammates and trust that you'll do what you need to do so we can be um, a team mm -hmm. and be on the same level. And um, But being a resident was really helpful for me in the training season. I mean, I'm still a resident yeah. so and I'm still training. Yeah. Um, but it's really good to at least be with a portion of the team full time and then to go into a training camp where I feel prepared and mm -hmm. hopefully everyone else feels prepared. Um, but yeah, it's good to see everyone and to re get on the same page every month. Yeah. So then you get the call up to Rio, you jump on the plane, you go straight down there and I, everyone was kicking off about the virus down there. Yeah. Right. What was that all about? Uh, Zika. It yeah. was, I mean, it was pretty serious, but not where we were. Okay. Um, so, so that was never an issue to you or the team. Kind of, no, it never not, even came to mind. They they fully warned us about um, everything that could happen mm -hmm. and to be have precautions. And um, we do, um, I forget what it's called, but basically we go and get all of our gear. Um, we'll go to like I think it was Houston. We went to Houston and got all of our gear, um, and then we had the oper the option to um, get a shot or get blood drawn. Mm. That's what it was. Um, get blood drawn, and then basically you would know later on. Yeah. Um, you would do another one. Just precaution. Just yeah, to tell if you got Zika, but um, really. Yeah, it wasn't. An they issue. yeah no, it on on our team we had talked about it um, if it was going to be an issue for us, and it wasn't. And, yeah. Um, but I know for some people it was. Yeah, because I, I come from a golfing background, and Rio was the first time golf was in uh, for, for a long time. Um, and it was some of the best golfers in the world, like, chose not to go, and then mm -hmm. now they regret it, right? Yeah. Um, but so you go down there. What was different outside of the sunshine, right, yeah, compared yeah. to London to Rio? What was going in now as, like, a, you know, like, I'm not going to say a seasoned veteran because that's not what you were, but you were, like, you you know you're not a rookie anymore what was that like yeah how was it different um it was different i think first off because i was a starter at that time um and compared to london where i wasn't so even going into the tournament i had very different um goals and understandings of my role um so london or Rio, it was very oriented of okay i need to make sure that i am in the best physical shape possible which i look back and like yes you look great, <laughs> you look great. Um, but then i was also um really at a peak in my game um which was exciting and i was trusting of my teammates on the court that was something that i really didn't have experience in in london i um kind of just i was a practice player i didn't really play much um but in Rio, that was being the setter was my role. Mm -hmm. um, so really, the difference was having confidence, and um, I, I think walking into the stadium had the same feeling as it did in London. I was still nervous, um, and nervous in a different way. 
because I knew that I was going to be on the court. So I had to have a controlled nervousness where in London I was just able to be excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Rio, I was nervous, but I was ready. I think that was the biggest thing, too, is I just had this urgency that I had already played this tournament out in my head, and I we are going to win. Like, yeah, this is what I set my mind out to do, and we're going to do it. Um, but... Yeah, I think the difference was also being a couple years older. I think that really helped too, yeah. and my maturity um, in that season. But and then um, how how was it different from like a atmosphere perspective? Because Rio and that kind of region is huge in volleyball, mm-hmm. right? They love volleyball down yeah. there compared to the UK, where I don't think many. I, I don't know anyone who I grew up with played volleyball. Yeah. Right. Um, what was that like? Um. Did it compare? Was it nuts? There, the in Brazil, it was a lot louder. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I noticed was um, just the rowdiness of they kind of did it themselves. In London, it was still really loudy, loudy, rowdy, yeah. and they were able to. Um, I think it was more of the atmosphere was different. Like they knew the sport in Rio, mm-hmm. um, and I think they still did in London. But it was a lot of the crowd was being. Um, like hyped up by hype man okay. more on, in London than I think it was in Rio. Um, because so Rio of, was more just genuine. Like we know the game. We know. Yeah. Yeah. Like cheering for the right points, not like just yeah. shouting because something's happened yeah, and they yeah. think that's what they're supposed to shout for. Yeah. Um, but both were so loud and fun because not many team like not many tournaments get that many people there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is just very different. Um, something that I thought was cool in Rio, although it wasn't for us, but they were like basically booing us at one point, which is so <laughs> funny. And um, it was whenever we were playing Iran randomly. Yeah. But um, yeah, they just booed us so loud, and that was a cool moment because right. they understood the game enough to know when to boo first of all, and they were cheering for the underdog, which I am so for. Yeah. And I love that. Um, because we were the underdog for so long, so. Yeah, that's especially like you said to train for four years and lose out to China, like, but in games previously to mm-hmm. get to there and like, you know, actually be favored, right? Yeah. And now it's like, oh, we've gone through this. You know exactly what it's like to be that other team. Yeah. Um, we um, actually lost in in Rio. We actually lost to China in pool play. Yeah. Um, and that was hard for us because we we had beat them previously um at just like a friendly tournament Mm -hmm. but i think to lose to them in rio we had to in the middle of a tournament reconsider what are we doing wrong Mm -hmm. like we know we can beat them we have already played out in our minds of how this is going to play out like i know we're going to win but why did we lose in the middle of a tournament so we were able to take um the couple practices that we had that tournament and like, cause we did the play practice, play practice, yeah. um, and really get down to what it was that we weren't doing. So in a technical standpoint, really what changed the game for us was, um, in blocking. If you're reading the hitter's arm, um, you're able to know when they're going to use you whenever they're going to hit the ball off your hand or whenever they're going to basically try and hit straight into your hands. Okay. Um, like as you would to block, so the game changer, which is so crazy that it comes down to this little yeah. of a thing, but they in pool play, they were using our hands a lot. Um, so probably like five to seven points would go. Which is to, huge in volleyball. Yes. Yeah. In 25 points, seven points is a lot. Yeah. Um, so there are seven points where they were just using our hands. They were just using us. Um, so what we changed in the finals was we were dropping our hands and just letting the balls that they were using us go out because that's mm-hmm. where they're hitting to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And that made a huge difference. It did. Seven yeah. points is a lot. Yeah. Um, it changes the game. And we, it was that and then a lot of um, cohesion as a team in the finals and excitement and readiness. But, yeah, it got us the gold. Yeah. How how did that, what, what was the score? Do you remember? Uh, I... I don't remember, but I, I do remember it was a lot. We won in three games. Yeah. Um, really, after the second game, we were like, what has happened? Like, this has not happened before. Right. Um, but we were, um, our sports psych had 
kept telling us the only point that you can control is the point you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, each point by point, a couple more of us would be like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. And then we're like, no, just play the game. Just focus on what we're doing. Um, and then we were about, it was um, at 23 in the third game. I looked at uh, one of our, my teammates, Katie. I was like, we're doing this. Like, we're going to win. Because we were fairly far ahead, and we had two points left. And so we just said that again. Like, the only point you control is the point you're on. Yeah. And then, yeah. And our last point was um, one of my teammates and I, we dropped our hands, and we won the gold. Yeah. So it was cool that that thing that we had changed for that game got you that winning point. point. Yeah. What a feeling that was. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just obviously just goes Oh, we nuts. lost it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like just screaming at the top of my lungs and crying and right. hugging my teammates. And yeah, my husband was there too. Yeah. So. That's so yeah. cool. It's crazy. And you get to, like I said, you get to, you know, be with your team and get presented your medal and... Mm-hmm. You're not silver, right? You've already gone through yes, all of that. Yes, we were before, not silver. You know? Yeah. So you get to stand on the podium as the anthem's playing, mm-hmm. and you know, and that must be such a cool experience. Yeah. Like that was definitely the coolest part was standing there with our medals around our neck and then playing the national anthem, mm-hmm. um, because for us that had never happened before right. in that type of a setting. Um, it had always been China's, and we we're just ready for it to be us mm-hmm. and then it was it's and crazy that four years of hard work comes down to like well, well how long does the game last yeah uh two hours two hours like it's mm-hmm. nuts when you think of stuff like yeah. that and it? it's like it's for for olympians it's four years of hard graft every single day yes little bits of improvements mm-hmm. to i mean and, and a lot of sports are less than that right you yeah. know you sprinters and swimmers and all that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah that's so it all comes cool. down to one performance. Yeah. And that's what you train for. One of my friends, um, he was in, he was um, one of the, I think it was javelin is what it's called, um, but in athletics, he he said, I train for when I don't do well. Yeah. It's like, that's so true. Gold right there. Like yeah. That's, that's what we all need to train for is whenever everything goes wrong. Winning when you're not at your best. Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up winning the gold medal, so that was cool. <laughs> That's so freaking awesome. What was um like when you get when you when you're done when you win? What happens after that? Like, do they sh- do they put you on a plane? Do they send you home, or do you still hang out? And like, is it is volleyball towards the end? Or is yeah, it, volleyball. Um, they make it to where it lasts the whole time. Okay. So um, we we got done the day before closing ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got done. We had time to hang out and um. Then we went to closing ceremonies, which yeah. is fun. And what was that like? I mean, opening ceremonies is pretty crazy. You you wait a lot, and then you're like in the stadium with all these people, and being able to watch these performances. Uh, London was really cool because we got to watch Coldplay. Oh, Coldplay play? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, Chris Martin's decent, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just okay. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, cool. closing and opening ceremonies is just cool because it's it's that same thing. It's just we all, all these people in the stadium have come together for yeah. this sport, um, not for one sport, but for sport in mm-hmm. general, um, and just to to be there and yeah. to be part of that is a feeling you can't really explain right. or recreate. Yeah, and you and your husband, you have a little one, right? Yeah, his name's Duke. How old is Duke? He is 15 months now. Okay, so. I'm trying to do my math. Yeah, so we had him. We yeah. I had gotten back, and then that January I got, got you. That's really cool. So you have a little one, and you help. You know, you're working here at Church of the Harvest with your husband, still training, right? Mm-hmm. And which is next? Now we're two years into your training, right? So you yeah. have, I guess, three. Well, this is the third year now. Yeah. Right. So where is it in 2020? Um, I, it lands in August. Typically it's September, but it's a little okay. earlier this time. Okay. So in 2020, it's in August. Um, yeah, so we, we went to, um, the Netherlands, mm-hmm. um, for Worlds this past summer and we got silver there. Yeah, standard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Russia this time. Okay. Which was, um, just different. Yeah. And they played really well. Um, they played a really good game and we played a really not good game. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of. 
that type of yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, we had won our uh, ticket to Tokyo. So we have our bid, which okay. is um, good and a relief. Um, that way we can train for these last two years. Just yeah. Full on and um, very focused. Um, but our team is still kind of adjusting and changing, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, yeah. And your role now is obviously progressing as you're getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still kind of in that same position you were a couple of years ago, like still starting and but obviously more mature and. Yeah, yeah, I'm still starting. Um, there's another setter too, which I love that, and she's yeah. challenging me, and she's really great at defense, which is where I lack. Um, so to to have someone else helping me and push me, and who's great at the game as well, is really cool. And I think for me, my goal isn't to play forever. Right. My goal is to um, push my teammates and my teammates to push me um, and train someone to. Mm-hmm. replace me i think yeah. that's of any healthy team um whether it be in sport or not i think it's important to have someone you're raising up and yeah. um you're someone's pushing you i think that's a healthy thing yeah definitely and um yeah it's so. healthy competition and especially yeah. coming from within in your team because um you know you to have competition because you were that person coming mm-hmm. up, right? Yeah. And you pushed who was in front of you and then you're going to turn into that mentor and give that person, you know, all the tips and everything that as the game evolves and their body and you evolve, that kind of thing. Like it's, it must be so, so cool. That's why I love sport. Like yeah. it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I mean, you can get it in business a little bit, but if you're an athlete, like it's, it's hard to explain that team feeling. Mm-hmm. And even for me, like for, for golf, it was, Obviously, it's an individual sport, but when you're on you're on a team at a university, it's kind of get a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do sometimes kind of think like I wish I'd have played a bigger team sport, like you know football, soccer, and rugby. From the UK, I was never good enough to play rugby, and I was scared of playing <laughs> rugby as well. I'm definitely going to admit never that. Tried it, oh, so it's cool. it's horrible. I'm not mad enough to play that. <laughs> um, I'll watch it. That's about it. Uh, but yeah, like the whole camaraderie and team feeling yeah. it's you're a family in you you know you travel together all around mm-hmm. the world um that's that's something they say that, no other scenario would you ever put a group of 13 women yeah together for a week a month yeah at a time yeah um but to be on this the same ground of we're in this for the same like we're all going for gold we mm-hmm. want this all of us um is a really it's intimate and specific feeling that yeah. I think is is different to recreate in other places, but yeah, yeah. there's nothing quite like. So, it. you know, Tokyo obviously in a couple of years, and after that, you like said you don't want to be in this sport forever. Um, what plans for the future? You know, where do you what do you see yourself doing? Do you see yourself kind of hanging out here and, and helping out as much as possible? What I mean, you're still young, right? There's yeah. not kind of the plan for the rest of the of the you know the i'd say five years maybe i don't know what what would you like to do um my husband and i are actually um moving to hawaii um in actually the next couple of weeks and we're serving a church out there um, and yeah. that's what we want to do with our lives we love the church and love jesus and um are really humbled and want to be a part of a great church and this is a great church Mm -hmm. and um church of the harvest and we've just been so honored to be here um so that's what we want to do we want to um go to hawaii and serve people and um just to be a part of their community yeah parents happy with that um they're coming around taking taking duke with you yeah yeah Yeah. it's been hard but i think it's been good for all of us i think there's um it's just some ocean and some money Mm -hmm. um I don't think it takes away relationship and that's right. been that's been a big thing for us to learn is that relationships are in what you put in. Yeah. Um not necessarily your proximity. So So your surfing's gonna get a lot better. I sure hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. And I'm excited to race him near water and Yeah. Um Right, because yeah. we're in the middle of Oklahoma, we're in the middle of the US. Like yeah. it's, there's lakes and that's it. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. never ocean. So he'll and... definitely have a different experience than I did and growing up but yeah. i think it'll be good that's really cool yeah because you get to live like his upbringing kind of you know if you guys would have stayed that's what you'd have done right? yeah so that, that's really cool to actually get that opportunity to do that yeah how long do you guys plan on being there for um there's really no plan beyond that um we're just 
ready to to be there and serve mm-hmm. and um and then kind of whatever that looks like beyond that uh yeah that's so freaking awesome i think um my decision not to play in college um uh but to serve the church yeah I got so much from that. I got my husband and my son and mm-hmm. um, this opportunity I was still able to play. So I'm just excited of what else is going to happen yeah. from there. That's exciting. That's yeah. really cool. I wish Thanks. you all the best. That's going to be so much fun being out there. I haven't been to Hawaii. I've heard a lot about it. You have to go. Golf courses are supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um, I've never surfed. I'd be terrible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's going to be awesome. Thanks. So um, before we close um, – what are you passionate about outside of like volleyball and obviously outside of the church? Yeah. What else um, do you guys like to do? My husband and I like to go to local places. That's really fun for us. Um, I really fell in love with the city whenever I started to um, branch out of mm-hmm. just my normal, what I would do from place to place, um, which we really enjoy. We try a bunch of different food. I like to longboard and... Um, but most of my life is devoted to right. yeah, what I do. And I randomly have a cookie company that I started. Um, really, after the games, there's this... My friend and I were talking about it because it's kind of how we think it might be for um, artists, mm-hmm. like um, singers after a tour, because you devote your whole self to something, and then all of a sudden it yeah. stops. Um, so after Rio, I because I was... Um, a starting player and I just that was my really a large focus of mine for four years um, to have one goal and that was our goal and we wanted to do it so bad and then we got it and it was an incredible moment but afterwards there's just this drop of you know like where do we go now like what's next what do I do yeah (laughs) goal and um, so I was able to spend time honestly with myself and and god and really decide on what i wanted the next thing to be and um we i just had decided to let this creative part of myself Mm -hmm. come out um so i started a cookie company and do decorative cookies which has been fun yeah and just a new thing for me um and i'm also a florist i've been doing flowers for a while so those are just some like passions that we're able to it doesn't feel like work because yeah, it's just yeah, you just kind of expressing and making a little bit of money for it. Yeah. That's really cool. Thanks. The, uh, yeah, the cookie game out here out in the U.S. is huge compared yeah. to the cookie game back home. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, people, like said, making decorative ones and all. I'm sure you have, like, boxes and boxes of different cut shapes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, what's your favorite type of cookie? I mean, I love sugar cookies. Those are for sure my favorite. Those mm-hmm. are the ones I make, so I don't eat mine that much anymore because i ate them so much trying to develop the type of cookie that i like yeah so um but yeah sugar cookies are my favorite i'm that odd one out i like the raisin ones okay so there's always ones left i can handle some raisin cookies okay good some oatmeal raisins those are yeah good. they're the best big <laughs> fan um all right to finish up we're gonna go into the legendary quick fire not so quick fire round <laughs> okay. um which i stole all these questions from larry king okay so uh favorite song at the moment do you have one? Um, That's why it's not so quick. Cause I know. These are like yeah, really yeah. hard questions. <laughs> Did you guys have a song with you would listen to on with the team before any games? I mean, this past year it was Cardi B, which is funny, yeah. but uh, yeah, I like it. it. Was good. Okay, that's a good song. Um, last person you saw live in concert? Wow. These are hard. Yeah. That's why it's going to take, take 20 minutes. <laughs> I honestly... Well, I watched the Taylor Swift Reputation Tour on Netflix. So no, it's I'm gonna, really funny you say that. I I'm actually watched back. it last night. My, it's so my good. My wife was watching it, and I was playing around on the laptop, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to pretend not to watch this, but I was hooked. <laughs> it was really it good. So I'm going to count that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... Guys, if you're listening, you haven't listened, haven't watched that. It's on Netflix. Um, it's really good. It's incredible. Um, most famous person you've ever met? There are three. Mm-hmm. So after Rio, I was able to meet Obama. Wow. President Obama. Yeah. Was incredible. And I um, was at able to the meet White him. House. Yeah, at the White House. Sweet. I was able to meet the first lady too, but yeah. I have a picture with him. Yeah. That wasn't a selfie, which was even cooler. <laughs> um, 
that was he was very nice yeah. um and then the year or in after london i was able to meet um uh oh my gosh what's his name he's a swimmer why did i just blank michael phelps yes that's and sick. i have a picture with him as well yeah i don't know why i couldn't think of his name but yeah michael phelps yeah and then uh uh, on our way to the White House, um, there was we had Team USA awards, mm-hmm. um, and Lori Hernandez was there. Okay. So I was. We had a conversation. We talked about Beyonce, and that was really cool. Nice. Because she had just met her. So. What's it like being at the White House? That's surreal too. Is it really weird? It was. I mean, the part you go in is more of like a museum type feel. Um, so I've been there twice, and it's just. I don't know, because you read about it in books. Right, you see pictures and all that kind of stuff, yeah. But to be there was so cool, and there's so much security, and you just... Yeah. I just walked in a room to meet President Obama, like, what is that? Um, But yeah, it's cool. Um, Who, let's see. Football or basketball? Basketball. Yeah, you said you went to the Thunder last night. Yeah. Did they win? No. Ugh. I haven't been to a game this season. I need to go. I was saying that every time I've been, they've lost, so I should probably not go. <laughs> My um, mom loves them, so she has season tickets and literally goes to every yeah. game. So that's a, that's a full schedule. I oh, have to go every game. That's a lot of work. That's yes. real dedication. I can't even imagine. No. Um, favorite meal? My husband gets so annoyed, but pesto pasta, for some reason, <laughs> just is my jam. Yeah. But right now, we've been eating a lot of ramen, too. Which ramen do you go to? Um, I it might be wrong. I think it's called Tashimi. Yeah, the one in Midtown. Wow, it's okay. good. Yeah, they're opening a location in Edmond as well. Yeah, I, we've been mm-hmm. to that one too. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have a go-to Starbucks order? It changes. So I love the cold foam cold brew. Uh, that's actually my favorite. But mm-hmm. recently, I've been getting um, like a iced coffee with coconut milk. That's, that's two decent choices. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a uh, caramel frap kind of person. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. Someone's Starbucks order says a lot about a person. Uh, it, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's extremely basic. Uh, <laughs> dream vacation. Um, well, my husband and I used to always go to Hawaii. So since yeah. we're moving to Hawaii, um, I really want to go to Greece. I think that's a dream Santorini, is it? And see that, like, the is it, is it Santorini or, like, the white buildings on the yeah, mountain? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the type of Greece I want to Very go to. picturesque. Yes. I've been to Rhodes. I went there when I was a kid. Really? Uh, with family, yeah. Rhodes Island. It was yeah. cool. cool. Very cool. They have a huge castle that goes around there. Um, do you have a dream car or truck? Are you a fan of cars, trucks? I mean, this is pretty basic of me, but, like, a Mercedes G-Wagon is my dream car, but yeah. then just an old Ford truck would be cool, too. Yeah. Those are very different, <laughs> but those are the two. That's very diverse, but that's good, though. That's two good choices. Thank you. Um, outside of your sporting achievements, what's the best experience you've ever had? I think road tripping with my mom to California um was a pretty fun experience just we had always traveled for volleyball so mm-hmm. to go on a trip that had nothing to do with any of that um i didn't have to pack an extra bag for volleyball stuff um but it was just me and my mom and her minivan yeah. headed to california was really fun that's really cool oh um, and getting married and having my son i guess there are a couple <laughs> Duke's going to listen to this in yeah, like 10 years, mom. 20 years, and he'll be like, uh, you forgot about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite movie? This is not a really hard one, because there's so many. I think Moana mm-hmm. definitely is cool. I think it's cool for young tan girls to have someone to look up to. Yeah. Because I didn't really have that growing up. Um, something I really love is The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Uh, the older one, but and then Romeo and Juliet. Those are really big Leo fan. Then the older the one. older ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yes, I am a Leo fan. Yeah. Nice. Um, is there anything you're not very good at? Oh, there are tons of things I'm not very good at. <laughs> um. I have tried to play instruments, and for some reason when I play the piano, I always have wanted to play the piano, but Mm -hmm. every time I do, 
I, I either fall asleep or like, like start to fall asleep or just completely forget what I'm doing. So that's one thing I'm just very bad at, but I've tried. Yeah. At least you've tried. Cause I, I, I don't have a musical bone in my body. I, yeah, that's in middle that's school. I played the bass noise. clarinet. I yeah. wasn't very good at that either, <laughs> but my mom was like, you have to play a instrument. I was like, okay. Okay. I yeah. I think I, we, we were kind of forced to use the recorder in mm. school back in the UK. Yeah. That was like our music class. Mm-hmm. And I was, I sucked at that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a child? Did you have a childhood celebrity crush? Justin Bieber, for sure. Really? Yeah. I remember having a dream. This probably sounds really creepy. With the Lego hair as well? Oh, yeah. I have always thought he was very yeah. attractive. Um, my husband's very attractive, too. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> but um, I remember having a dream in middle school, mm-hmm. and he was, like, walking towards me in the hallway at school. Yeah. So that was my celebrity crush. That probably sounds creepy. No, well, that's fine. <laughs> it will pass. Uh, awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure to you know sit down and, and hear the stories of you going to london and going to rio and you know like now he plans to go to hawaii like this is it's been a pleasure this is yeah, really cool it's been really cool um yeah how can people follow you how can people buy cookies from you and flowers this is your chance to plug anything you want uh, um you can just follow me on instagram at cleo mcclay um and then i'm on facebook too so awesome cookies by cleo's the cookies and I work for Poppy Lane. She's great. Okay, great. I'll definitely shout those out on the yeah. Instagram page. So, awesome, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.